Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is June 26th, uh, about to be June 27th, 2022. This is your Fightful Post Show for AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. If you want to check out the scrums, they will also be on this channel. But you know what? Hold off until after this show because I'm getting fed all that info from the scrums as we're on the air. You're going to have a bunch of exclusive news. We reported a ton of exclusive news on FightfulSelect.com. I'll brag about that throughout this show, which is brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful, a way that you could have watched this show a little cheaper, and uh, AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful. But if there is a mascot for Athletic Greens, it is Jeff Hawkins, <laughs> and here he is. Yeah, I may need Athletic Greens in, in, a, in a week or two. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Great to have you on. How you doing? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. The, the, the end of the show. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say why I said that. Uh, no, good show tonight. Fun show. Would have liked a little bit more of a build, but uh, yeah. I mean, for a one night show, it, it was. Uh, if you put this in a vacuum, you can't complain about the action that you got tonight. Well, it wasn't in a vacuum. It was at the United Center in Chicago. It was also revealed. Uh, All Out is heading back there, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. Just five bucks. You would have had a bunch of exclusives for um, this show. We have set a new record. Every day we're setting a new record for most subscribed wrestling property on Patreon. Thank you guys for being uh, 
the, the people who got us over 7,000. The first time anything wrestling related has done that on Patreon. So we greatly appreciate you guys. Support us there. But if you want to talk about this show, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats at humperchats.com. Some of you say, What the hell are humper chats? Well, you can leave them before we go on the air. While we go on the air, it lets us keep a little more of a cut. But you can send them here on youtube.com slash fightful as well. We are simulcasting on twitch.tv slash fightful gaming. But leave a thumbs up, share this, uh, spread the word. It would greatly help us. Also, we had some big interviews this week. AEW, uh, Grapsity interviewed Red Velvet, who was on the shelf. I interviewed Kenny Omega. That was a shocker that uh, I got contacted for that. Was uh, very excited about that and a lot of good info there. And Miro, who was very naked during our interview. But on top of that, Leo Rush, who is going to return to New Japan when he's healthy. Lots of good stuff there. I'm heading to Vegas next weekend to do some media for WWE. Going to do an in-studio show with Denise Salcedo, but um, I, I I don't want to think about that for a full week. I don't even want to consider Denise until then. But we had the pre-show, Jeff, and we're going to kind of speed through these a little bit. It, it is an interesting tactic to put the main event on first on the buy-in, but Hiroki <laughs> Goto did wrestle, and Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi did win over uh, the factory QT Marshall and. Aaron Solo. Tom LaValle says, quick uh, shout out or super chat for QT. Look great in that opener. Yeah. I've, I've been enjoying the factory on New Japan Strong for, for months now. I think they do really good work there. And while they're not being necessarily highlighted on AEW TV, they are on New Japan TV. And I like this match. And, it, and it, I love Hiroki Goto. I'm unashamed of it. I'm a Hiroki Goto fan. But I think the right team also won here. Oh, definitely. I, my, 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 uh, my arcane reference is that, uh, Yoshihashi looks like comedian Adam Ferrara. If you take a look at the two of <laughs> those together, uh, I love QT Marshall. I do. I mean, everything he does is great. And he's never going to be a champion, but damn, if I, he's solid in comedy, he's solid in, in like bunkhouse matches. And tonight he's pulling out four fifties and handsprings over the ropes. Even as sloppy as it was, I still marked for it. It was great. It was. Uh, I thought this was a good opener, and it was a way to continue. Well, I don't want to say continue a feud necessarily, but to continue the factory and their their New Japan run. And I, I've been enjoying that an awful lot. Yeah, Bacon yeah, Rashers. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean the the factory got got some good play on uh, on this entire pre-show. So yeah, Bacon Rasher says it's five a.m. The sun's coming up. I'm sticking with the fightful faithful till I fall asleep. Thanks for all the amazing coverage of wrestling. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, we're here every night. Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite, NXT, and now even Impact Wrestling on Thursdays. Check us out. We've got a ton of shows here, and also uh, several weekly news shows as well. Joey Bagadona says, I complain there are too many AEW events in Chicago, but with how that crowd was, you can have all of them there. This was a phenomenal crowd. After five hours, Jeff, they were cheering heavily for Tanahashi making his way to his feet off of a sleeper hold. 
I got a little frightened because yeah, it was I was like, man, this crowd's hot, this crowd's hot. And then Yoshihashi started the match with a headlock, and I just went, Oh man, <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? But yeah, no, this was a travel crowd. This was a this was very reminiscent of the first New Japan show that they did in Long Beach here, in terms of yeah. that kind of crowd. I mean, just rabid, rabid, wanted to see it, had been a while type of thing. Lance Archer defeated uh, Nick Komarodo. This one made a lot of sense to Archer, you know, kind of plays both sides of the fence because he's got such rich New Japan history. He's still affiliated. Him getting the win over Komarodo, who hasn't quite come into his own yet, so to speak. They, he got signed a lot based on potential and look and did just fine and is doing good in New Japan Strong as well when he pops up there. But Lance Archer winning this is absolutely the right move build them up for the G1 so that there's crossover interest there. Yes. I'm waiting for the Nick Camarotto surprise win. Okay. Yeah. I, thought I they can see might it happening. Do, I, I actually thought they might do it here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Then I go, no, no, no. He's in the G1, but I'm waiting for that moment where he's in a match where you're like, okay, here's another one. He'll get solid. He'll get some offense. And then he wins. He didn't get a lot of offense in this match. Um, He got a little bit, but not a lot, but this is mostly to build up Archer for that G1, a block. We also had uh, Shane Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee defeating Desperado and Kanemaru. Um So a few weeks ago, it looked like they were headed towards a split. Looked like maybe Swerve got a little trigger happy on social media about it. And they're still together. And I like that because they fit really well. And it shows you that you can overcome those problems. They're petty problems, right? Like they have a little chat and winning fixes everything, right? Well, you know, we just uh, we just went a year, and then Christian decided he was mad about a battle royal. So you know, people hold grudges sometimes, Sean. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- this was not this team's too good to break up right now. They're they're just too yeah. good. I mean, this this match was awesome. The post match was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I'd I'd keep them together for a while, and I'd stop doing this teasing thing. Swerve and Lee continuing as a team. How do you feel about that? Even after they did that. I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, if you back off the bit a bit and you say, okay, we've cooled things off, we've hashed up, blah, blah, blah. And then you can bring it back at any time. It's fine. to. I mean, you have this in your back pocket now. You've established that there's issues here. Now we can move away from it for a while. And then then when, he, when it hits, you don't expect it. Uh, also, I mean, I, I think they work really well together oh, from an great. in-ring standpoint. So Small like, guy, power guy is, 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 a, is a great formula. True. Yeah. Uh, tried and true, and you can't beat that. Also, um, I've liked Desperado for a long time as well. I mean, he doesn't isn't exactly having five star classics or anything like that, but he's good at what he does. I think in good spot for him. Gun Club and Max Caster. I thought that this would be maybe the surprise loss because <laughs> you got some of the younger fellas in New Japan there, but they set the stage with Danhausen luring the ass boys away with the ass boys song. I thought for sure. Okay. Well, this gives them an excuse to beat the 55 year old Billy Gunn, who doesn't look it and Max Caster, but instead it was a father son team building exercise for Max Caster and Billy Gunn. How did you feel about that? That booking choice? I, I found it interesting. I thought it might actually also possibly be something where it's like, well, new Japan doesn't want, the ass boys getting offense on their guys. If you recall in the first new Japan in America show, Billy Gunn was on that card. Yes, he was Tanahashi. Tanahashi. 
And so I thought, well, okay, it's fine to give Billy Gunn this much offense, and then we'll keep Caster because he's a guy, and that was kind of a compromise type thing against uh, against the New Japan New Lions, who, you know, I thought they were good. I I wish they had done a little bit more, I think, is what I wanted in this match, but I, under, I understood the, the logic of this, and I understood the logic of the booking too. So, yeah. I think the ass boys are better than a lot of people give them credit for. Yes, they are. Like they, they are. Especially from a body language perspective, those guys, uh, they they are their father's sons. Yes. By the way, that I remember the first time I saw Austin Gunn either in ROH or All In, and he had that then. Like the body language aspect was the first thing that he picked up. And if you're gonna pick up one thing from Billy Gunn, that's a pretty good thing. That that pronounced body language that that really lets people know what's going on. Yeah, I. You know what? I actually think at times that they should break off. From Billy Gunn, sure. if, th- if this is going to be the angle to do it, I'm fine with that because I think actually Billy Gunn is one of those presences that overshadows his sons a bit because it doesn't allow them to be seen as talented on their own. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Tom says, any further plans involving AEW? and new japan yes there are uh tony khan said that he believes that this one will continue i don't think it's an accident that kenny omega asked to do an interview with me and then buried will osprey in a very in the way that he yeah. did like it was very clear he was working there mm-hmm. so um it's obvious I, to the point of where i thought he was going to show up i didn't know where the work i thought, started we, I thought we were going to get a kenny sighting today i did yeah, I did too. I, I was expecting it based on um, how much he leaned into, oh, well, I wish I could be there, but it would have to lead into something. But also, I feel like if Kenny shows up, that closes the show too. Like yeah. after, if he's been gone for six or seven months. But if what they were going to do closed the show, <laughs> I wouldn't have minded this them, like just Osprey <laughs> arbitrarily walking out yeah. there and then yeah. Omega doing it. Uh, I also want to put over this commentary team. Especially yes. in the pre-show, uh, Kelly Excalibur and Taz were fantastic. I, I love just the see it, it. It plays in my old school loving. I I just love the straight ahead announcer with maybe a little bit of bias there for for yes. baby faces, and it, and it's and it helps the other guys who are playing off of him so well. And I just thought Kevin Kelly was just solid all night tonight. Was so happy to hear Kevin Kelly on commentary, and also a smart decision to uh leave jr off most of the show yeah and and to put shivani on the sting (laughs) i was actually surprised that jr came out and then it was like because he came out for orange cassidy and uh and osprey and you're like well that's not the match for jr or whatever and then he stayed i was like oh okay he got to yes he got to rest up before he came out (laughs) a reminder guys get in your super chats get in your humper chats we will answer your question or statement on the air, and we have tons of exclusive news coming your way about pretty much everything you're going to ask about. Uh, so, so enjoy, guys. It's going to be a fun night. Oh, yeah. N says it'll be nice to watch Dynamite without a tournament or Forbidden Door build. It's been a while. <laughs> more Andrade, please. I think we're about to get more Andrade. I think we're about to head towards that. Unless uh, he's got another big booking coming that up. Match that match we'll... Friday was fantastic. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Brent Lockman agrees with you. Kevin Kelly felt invaluable on the show tonight. He really mm-hmm. did. He and, did. Uh, I, I thought there were some problems when they had four or five people in the booth, but other than that, but Kelly was fantastic. 
Joey Bag of Donuts says Billy Gunn, 58 years old and still kicking ass. Um, Billy Gunn and Sting are setting unrealistic expectations for the elderly at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, well, like, come on, man. <laughs> I love Billy Gunn. Don't get me wrong. And I have no problem if he wants to do better living through chemistry. It's his body. But at the same time, it's just like, damn, he's he's still so big though he was in that match and you're just like yep. he's a giant compared to those poor new japan dojo guys rayo says first time watching in a theater and it was so sick minimal distractions to enjoy the incredible wrestling everyone put on tonight yeah i've got to get to a theater to watch a wrestling show and and jeff i've mentioned this on the air what did it for me was being at double or nothing last year and watching uh, stadium stampede on screen with everybody else in that venue it was such a unique environment. Obviously, it ain't going to match first pan show back from the pandemic at Daly's place, but yeah. I'm sure it'd be fun. Theater is is always interesting to me because it's always like, you know, I, I like watching wrestling with people because it's always a lot more exciting. Wrestling with that many people in a theater where I can't pause and stuff like that. It's yeah. kind of like one of those things. Like, okay. But, you know, popcorn and other things. I, I think I think it would be fun maybe if I were a little younger. You know, one of those things. Then the main show started, and what an opener. You had Yas and Suzuki against Kingston, Yuta, and Shota. Oh, my God. So they they set up Kingston and Suzuki face-to-face. -face. <laughs> awesome. And Kingston is so great. <laughs> he is. He's so perfect. And, and you know, I can talk about the, the the mirrors of irony here and the fact that he's the wrestler, not the sports entertainer, because he is such a supreme sports entertainer. Like, they, he would have worked wonderfully in WWE if they allowed him to, because he is the opposite of what the sanitized WWE thing is. And I think that's that's what so many crave, and he represents that. He is a testament to what your mouth and attitude can get you. If you put it on at the right time, I, you know, I, I still am reminded of the story. It's like Eddie doesn't realize how big he's going to be when, yeah. when the pandemic shows were going on. And you heard that crowd when he came out and he's had, look, he's had full houses, but I don't think he's had as rabid a house as this. And, and, he, and maybe, he told me, maybe for the first pay-per-view. He told me the same when I talked to him about Moxley. He said that when, when they came out, he was like, I hope you're ready to be the biggest baby face in the company. And then he was like, there's no way. And then that, he, they heard that crowd and they were like, oh, okay. And um, Wheeler Yuta was a major over with Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then what I liked was Yuta got over during this match, did, did incredibly well. Eddie Kingston was already over and they highlighted Shota. What Jericho and Shota did was really, really good stuff because there is a whole plethora of fans that either don't know him or only know him as Moxley's lackey in Japan. And that was fun and that was cute, but they didn't necessarily always get to see what he could do in the ring. And you got to see it here. The way that that crowd popped for him putting on the walls of Jericho was awesome. It was outstanding. It was, and they did an outstanding job with the video package beforehand to explain yeah. who he was. I really liked that a lot. My, my only gripe, and it's very minor, but I did not like the end of this match. I love that they gave Umina this much, but but it, just the staging of the fire up and then getting hit with the Judas. It's just like you just made him look like a dummy, and and, and there was nothing wrong with that given given the uh, 
given the the segment later in the show. But I just thought, man, you've really done something here. And then to have him just ah, and they run to the elbow, and you're like, oh man, damn it, stupid oh, baby face syndrome has come into play all of a sudden. A super exciting opening match. Like I thought this played really well. It got the crowd really hot. Kingston's chops were just thunderous. Yeah. And I was loving every moment of it. And I, you know, you love that. You know, that, uh, that he's getting chopped, but it's not as hard, but he's selling yes. it like he's getting killed. And then he just goes and then kills Suzuki with his chops. And, you know, I, I, I like that. I, I liked it a lot. It was a good time. This, this match was, I think the right one to open up the show. It made a whole lot of sense to me, especially by the way that it played out. I thought everybody played their role really, really well. Like, there wasn't anybody that I looked at and I was like, you know what? They don't fit in here. Sammy did not necessarily, the singles thing wasn't working for him. No. It was like, it was negative heat, so to speak. People just didn't want to see him. So him going back to something familiar for a while, I don't think is bad because they never really had that split with Jericho. Sammy and Ty are fantastic. They're a fantastic package and they're a fantastic package within the sports entertainment stable. So I, I, I really, I thought he was very good tonight. I don't think he got enough credit to be honest with you for some of the things he was doing uh, in terms of flying tonight, but yeah, it, it was a great, and, and what they did with, with Umino was just fantastic. Oh, it was, it was, I really liked it. Really loved it. We've got Motown Rick saying, I'll be at blood and guts Wednesday. Do you know if any new Japan guys will stick around and work the show? It wouldn't surprise me if any did. I mean, it would, it would make sense to have a couple pop up on there, I think. You'll finally get your Toru Yano match. That we're... <laughs> oh, man. There were some people that were, were a little sad. That I was, I'm one of them. I've been to the New Japan shows out here. Toru Yano's the second most over guy in the company. <laughs> uh, Drew asking if there's any idea as to Naito's absence for this show. Um, no. Wish I had something more for you. John says that was if uh, one of, if not the best pro wrestling pay-per-view I've ever seen. 30 years as a fan and proud to be one tonight. There were there were like a couple hiccups, but other than that, I thought it was just an incredible show. Just just unbelievable. Uh, later on, Shooter got pocket sanded by Yas backstage. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. Fireball. I'm just like, there you yeah, go. See? Yeah, I got it. Got hit with the fireball. And uh, uh, Lee. And, and, and Anja, Cool Hand Anja's switchblade comb. Yes. It's oh, getting it's, over with me. It's always it's always great. It's always great. Uh, somebody said that, that they believe that Naito is still recovering from eye surgery. Nope, he's been back in the ring. He's worked a whole bunch of matches over the last mm -hmm. few weeks in Japan. Well, we had FTR defeating Rapongi Vice, Jeff Cobb, and Great Ocon. Boy, okay. I just want to specify, I don't know that the injury was a work, but I'm pretty sure that injury was a work. Work, worky, work, work, work. Oh, buddy, that was either that or Dax had to take a duty like Paul Pierce in that Celtics game. Because as that happened, I was like, okay, what better way to babyface this in a match that doesn't need six guys than have him come out? And then, because, I mean, listen, they were going to get big pops anyway. The hot tag was going to get a big pop anyway. But that got a way better reaction. Dax, the guy who is known for his passion. Whoo, boy. Coming out and doing that. 
masterful. I wasn't expecting them to win. So I thought this was the way that they were writing them off because I thought the AAA tag title situation precluded FTR from winning. And I thought this was a good way to write them off. Yeah. When he came back, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing that. Uh, that said, Dax Harwood might be the wrestler of the year um, for the first half of He's incredible. He's incredible, man. Just, I mean, he's just... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Having a year between the Briscoes match, between the other tag matches, and then with the CM Punk singles match and wanted- the Cole match. I want him to show up against all odds and beat the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Titles. <laughs> Take those two. Yes, please. I do it all. I don't g- win every set of titles that they'll give these guys, and they deserve it because these are the two guys that walked up in their gear and said, "We want our releases backstage from WWE." And they said, "No, no, 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 no. Here's the tag titles, and here's more of them." They said, "No, no, no. You don't get it. It's not about us and the tag titles. It's about the division." Yes. And then they said, well, no, 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 here's $700,000. And they said, no, that's not it. No, they WWE didn't want said, the money because they knew that said, no. Yeah, 800, 850. Come on, maybe we can get you to a million, Mark Carano said. And they said, no, but you know what would be nice if you let us keep doing this Randy Orton thing. And they said, bump that. Not only are we splitting <laughs> you guys, we're putting you on different brands. <laughs> and they hit the bricks. And now look at them. <laughs> yeah, that whole, that guy. That whole Randy Orton thing, I personally loved the relationship with uh with with Sasha and Bailey as the she rival. Yes. I thought that was a nice thing. Look, these guys care about tag team wrestling. I care about tag team wrestling, so I care about FTR a lot. They're my favorite team. They're they're everything I want to watch, and 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 they just they do it the right way. All their feuds, it, all of their matches are when when they are calling the match and doing doing you know doing all the little things in there that, that make tag team wrestling fantastic. I mean, they're just, they're must watch. And even this match was, was fantastic. I thought, um, I would much rather seen the Ocon Jeff Cobb one-on-one, but Rapongi voice vice was pretty damn good in this match too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes when you're passionate about something, you get a little crabby about it. You get particular about it. And some that's that's how FTR... Exactly. It's my uh, gimmick. F- what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. By the way, we get the Alex Sour Graps review going on concurrently on FightfulSelect.com right now if you're into that sort of thing. How, how hard is he working right now to find things to hate about this? I show? know, right? <laughs> but um, I think their passion really shot, like shined through. Because when I would talk to them, they'd be like, man, I can't believe that we're over as baby faces. And I'm like, really? 
Like, you had to know eventually you're getting over his baby faces because people appreciate people who care, and they cared. And this match was killer. Uh, there was the snafu towards the end, the referee snafu. Yes. Just because you bridge with your pin doesn't mean that that resets the count. The shoulders are still down. But the ref physically counted three, verbally counted two. Was this, so what, this was Turner, right? Because Turner yes. had a few of these tonight. Where yes, he did. Like, looked like three a couple times there. And two I think some times. of them was, yeah, I think I think it was a little lost in translation on the Tanahashi one, but yeah. So especially um, what happened was you got, you got a Rocky, was it Rocky Romero going for the, the pin there? And he had Dax's shoulders down. Yes. But then he leans back on the bridge after one had already been counted. So what Paul Turner does is he didn't really miss a beat with his hand. But what he did verbally was reset. He went one. Yes. And then yeah. he went one, two. So, oh, man, it was the crowd was was letting him have it. Oh, yeah. And then about 30 seconds later, they didn't care because FTR won. Mm-hmm. And that's all they wanted was FTR to win. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> sucks, but ultimately, I don't think that's what the match is going to be remembered for. James says, AEW more than anything does tag team wrestling so well, but FTR is just the best. They yeah. must be a dream to book. Well, I tell you what, I don't know at what point you can keep avoiding giving these guys a an AEW tag title shot. And we are, what, two months away from All Out now? So, that seems like the move. FTR, Young Bucks for all the marbles for all the marbles yep. seems like the move because let, let's look at the rankings right now jeff which i never do <clears throat> brian danielson john moxley are number two well they ain't gonna team up anytime soon jungle nope. boy and luchasaurus just lost the tag titles mm-hmm. hobbs and starks just had a title shot as did lee and swerve and they're facing one another so i mean maybe you could fit in a title match between who wins between team taz and swerve and and Lee as a singles type of thing or, or a two on two instead of a triple threat. But um, yeah, I, I think you, you got to build towards FTR. Let's have a multi-week build here, kids. Let's, yes. let's, let's do this. Let's just start cutting promos. Let, let's do the Briscoe's FTR thing, except on TV where we can all watch it. You know, I mean, one, one of the best builds to dream matches like this was actually the uh, the, uh, the Tully and Arn versus the Midnight Express type of thing. And this is what this feels like. This feels like that kind of, oh, here we go. Let's do this. Let's build this up. Let's make it heated. And then when they get in that ring, as we saw with FTR and the Briscoes, if it's heated and you think these guys hate each other, it's so much more of a better match. So, uh, guys, by the way, we are going to have constant updates from the scrum here. So you don't even have to go watch that damn thing. We got them here. And uh, one of them is Sheldon Jackson saying, can't wait until Death Before Dishonor, July 23rd in Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, If you subscribe to Fightful Select for just $5, you would have heard about this story uh, weeks ago. And I reported, I think it was this afternoon even, well, it hasn't been announced yet, but talent has been told, keep that date clear. Well, Tony Khan announced it at the post-show scrum, Lowell, Massachusetts, death before dishonor on July 23rd. Listen, I just want to say this. Up yours, Bobby Cruz. I talked to him for an interview yesterday, and he's like, are are you sure death before dishonor? That would be this other show because it was always, no way, Bobby Cruz. I'm right. You're wrong. Listen to this. 
I broke the news to Bobby Cruz during our interview that he'd be working tonight. Oh, you love to see it. FightfulSelect.com. I really just want you to change your Twitter bio to up yours, Bobby Cruz. Up yours, Bobby Cruz. I love Bobby Cruz. He's wonderful. Um, And and we have an interview with him and Maria this week that you guys are going to love. But ROH Death Before Dishonor, July 23rd. So Tony Khan had originally entertained the idea of bringing in Cesaro possibly there. Hmm. So uh, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But yeah, there's there's, going to be plenty to talk about tonight. Griviv says this pay-per-view was a blast since the buy-in introduced my four-year-old to wrestling with the uh, FTR match, and she had a blast. I love pro wrestling. Uh, we have the All-Atlantic title match. Let me pause real quick because there was something oh. in between this. Okay. The Juice and Switchblade promo. Oh, well, we're getting there. We're getting oh, there. Okay. I, I group them in uh, on the same thing. Gotcha. Oh, don't worry. Don't you worry. We're getting there. Okay. I'm not going to skip a Juice Robinson segment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I love Juice Robinson. Uh, in fact, you know what? We'll go ahead and talk about it now. I, I like Juice Robinson. So I did an interview with him when he was working the I'm leaving angle. Right. He's like, hey, you're going to report that I'm leaving? I was like, well, you're not. I was like, so no. But I'll you if you want to come on the air and say it, I can't stop you from just blurting it out on the air. And he did. And uh, he is such a fa- fantastic talker. He is just so magnificent. He is, like, you look at him and you're like, how did they not get it with him? How did they, of course, we know who they is, but yes. how did they not get it with him? He is nothing but money, that guy. Uh, this this entire segment was one of the best things AEW's done to build up a person that we had never seen on TV. Yeah, And this is what they need to do a lot more of on Dynamite is just the 30 to 60 second. Here's a, get yourself over, talk to the camera, do a promo. Nobody interrupts. And, and it worked and was effective. And Juice and Switchblade were both fantastic in this. I loved this. I marked out hard for this. Because I'm like, this is what I want. I just want promos. I want promos on TV where yes. they're getting themselves over. That's all I want. I mean, even Clark Connors got to cut one. It was the most Brad Armstrong promo ever. Yes. I say that in the most. I say yes. that in the most. But that's okay. I, I need some Brad Armstrong he, promos. Yes, yes. It was just, <laughs> hey, happy to be here. Go do my best. Let's do this type of thing. It, it was vanilla as hell, but it was him, and he was talking, and he was saying something, and I was cool with it. It was. Great. And and that's the thing. I think the Brad Armstrong promo worked fantastically for this match that we're about to talk about because he quite literally was not supposed to be there. Yeah. In stature, in his position in wrestling at this point, because he's going to get there. He's fantastic. But that was supposed to be Tomohiro Ishii, but Ishii got hurt. And you have even Pac qualifies as a sirloin beef sons of bitch these days. Like, <laughs> But Pac was the guy that first came out and said, I want that AEW World Championship. So they firmly established him early on as like he's a world caliber talent, world title caliber guy. Malachi Black has been very protected. Miro is Miro. Miro's perpetually over. Uh, wouldn't turn his camera on for our interview because he was naked, by the way. And then he closed our interview by saying... That's for Fightful Select. He says, at the end of the interview, he goes, hopefully we can do this again with cameras and clothes. And he said, or maybe no cameras and no clothes. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> and then I said, he's like, 
I'd be a nudist if I could. And I was like, do you think a nudist character could work? And he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> he is so funny. He is so wonderful. I said, who do you think is the Sarah Connor of pro wrestling? He said, probably Lana. Amazing. Amazing sense of humor on that guy. Uh, check out uh, that interview, guys. But this was the perfect pace that I thought it needed to be. And Clark, I thought, really fit in where he needed to. He got those hope spots, and he got that, that like, the crowd would, would roar they for were him. were chanting for him. Yes. <laughs> if you had told me yes. before this match, who's going to get the chance from the audience? I'd go Miro, Pac. Maybe black as you and know I that got ironic some. thing. I got some too. <laughs> Clark Connors got a chant. He it's won amazing. the crowd over like gladiator. Are you and, not entertained? And looked like a million bucks. Bako yeah. Five says Woody Harrelson's son replaced Ishii. <laughs> I watched a great uh, Woody Harrelson Kevin Hart movie this afternoon. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Check it out, guys. Uh, but Kyle Collins says the Atlantic four way and OC Osprey matches were matches of the night for me. Everyone was their a game, but about time pack had a championship. It was, I also love the table spot. Uh, I loved Kevin Kelly screaming, get that child away from that table. <laughs> like he was concerned. <laughs> he was very concerned. Well, that, that got me to look up. I was at my phone at the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's worried about a child. My God. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, we do have articles going up on the Scrum uh, as the night goes on as well. So keep it locked, Fightful.com, for all your coverage. Pac winning the title, I felt like had to happen. He's been lost in the shuffle far too much. Miro has been TNT champion. I got sold a ticket a couple times. I was like, are they about to have Pac tap to Miro? Are they about to have him do that? Because he was in that game over for a long time. And by the yes. way... The crowd loved the game over. Cranking loved on it. that back, too. They got a camel clutch over big. I thought I was done with that move. After <laughs> Scott Steiner did his lazy ass leaning <laughs> over, um, his, his chin lock that he paraded around as a camel clutch, I thought I was done with that move, and Miro got it over. Well, hey, I mean, Umino getting... getting... <laughs> getting a, a sharpshooter over uh, walls of Jericho over uh, after that, uh, after a pay-per-view full of those that nobody was cranking on those things. Yeah, there's no first all show. Yeah. Uh, the match itself. How'd you feel about it? I thought it was solid. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I wouldn't say spectacular, but, but I was very, very good. I mean, look, black and pot can, can do this in their sleep. I mean, they've been feuding for four, what, six months now. So yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, you know those two are great. Clark Connors was the X factor here, and he was he was outstanding. I thought I really kind of wanted to just see Miro just kill him and then pin him, but um, and and Miro was great too. And the way they got Miro out of there with the mist, I thought was such a great great visual. If this belt is what I think it is, I, I think Pocket's the guy though because you send him to like say a DDT or a New Japan to defend the, this belt as, as kind of the goodwill ambassador type of thing. I, I think that's a solid move and he's the guy to do it. And especially with him. I mean, quite honestly, they've given him quite a bit of time home Yeah, here and there, like whenever he needs to, he's at home for a month at a time. Uh, Jesus says, love the Malachi Miro spot should be a great match. I did I, like the strike exchange afterwards. I was expecting a little something more than 
that that very clearly like improvised uh, strike exchange that that got derailed I, a little bit. Yeah, I think my favorite uh, <laughs> was said Connors brings in uh, brings in Black and he starts striking at him a bit. <laughs> I think it was even like the play by play goes well. That's a bad idea to do. <laughs> because of your inexperience, and then Black starts striking him, and Pac just slides in and starts kicking him and doing the roundhouse thing. Connors too, yeah. like man, Connors, you just picked terrible timing here. Well, Pac ends up winning. I think it was the right call, uh, as as did you. Flim Flam Mandrew says, um, "Hangman's ascent to the title was some of the best long term storytelling ever." Clark Connor sending Mira through that table was some of the best short term storytelling <laughs> ever. Oh man. We have Aries saying, What's up with Britt Baker? Is she injured or just taking some time off? Well, I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily a spot for her right at this moment, but I mean, she was working two weeks ago. She worked dynamite a couple weeks ago. So she's still you need around. To build up other people in that division so that she doesn't become a Charlotte in the division. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the dudes with attitudes. No Johnny Ace. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Let, let me tell you, he's going incognito for a while, I think. I noticed he didn't add him on that list when and Tony was reading him off. And listen, if you want to go incognito for a while, our friends at NordVPN.com slash Fightful are here to help. You know what? Um... If you wanted to be in Lithuania, perhaps, and order this pay-per-view, maybe you could have gotten it at a much more reduced rate. In fact, you could have. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has a great deal. Gives you an additional month free and a 30-day money-back guarantee on all your devices, on all your, your plans and bundles. They have multiple right now. Standard is the VPN only, plus adds a pass to that, and they have complete, which adds a locker on top of that. You still get all those same great deals, and it works on all your devices, phone, laptop, desktop, PC, router. I mentioned how uh, it fixed a little bit of a PlayStation Plus problem that I had recently, and uh, I'll tell you guys more about that throughout the week, but it definitely increased my speeds there when PS Plus didn't necessarily like my dynamic IP that I had. Well, I was able to switch that IP and change my vir virtual location uh, to really whatever I wanted, wherever I wanted, thanks to NordVPN dot com slash fightful on top of that they got that threat protection they got that online uh tracker protection sorry i'm getting news fast and furious in here and almost lost my train of thought and they block annoying pop-up ads nordvpn.com slash fightful that great deal that you get you're going to end up saving money when you check out this service because you can buy pay-per-views much cheaper subscribe to services and get geo block content it's a good time nordvpn.com slash fightful <sighs> Jay White got cut off during the scrum of oh, Diddy for uh being in character hmm. I guess I don't know what uh, or got cut off the scrum for being in character um I'll ask Luis for some more clarity there but jay white does stay in character an awful lot and those are generally out of character scrums but gotcha. the dudes with attitudes and the young bucks rejoining the bullet club for a day i love that 
they they played the hits. They they dipped into their nostalgia stuff for this, but fucking Sting, man. Jeff, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to tell you a story real quick, Jeff. Go for it. Go for it. The first memory I have of pro wrestling, yes, is uh, some Texas cage match bullshit. Can't remember. It's the one where Sting messed up his knee. But I see uh, Ric Flair standing in the corner of a cage. I see the Great Muta standing in the corner of a cage. Then I see Colorful Sting climbing a cage. All three of those men are still at it, technically. <laughs> was that the one where Sting also tore his ACL and was yes. out for a few months? Yes, that was it. Just ruined the entire. But I mean, <sighs> that's yeah. what brought me to wrestling. I will never. Cool. I took for granted Sting's 2015 run and his TNA yeah. run. Yeah. But honestly. None of that shit was nearly as entertaining as the stuff that he does on a weekly basis here. I am going to say something that is sacrilege to people of my generation. I am a generation ahead of you in the wrestling fandom, uh, Sean Ross Sapp. AEW Sting is better than ECW Terry Funk. Hey, I'm with you. And I I, I love what ECW Terry Funk did. I love the ECW Terry. He was Funk. great. I love the mo- the, cra- the the middle age crazy doing moon salts right. and ladders moon and all that stuff. Yes, the, the yeah. turn salt well, that well, he did. He, well, he, he got over. Let's put yes. It that way. Uh, Sting jumping off the top of the tunnel. I just went, oh, this guy is insane for a man of his he age. He wasn't doing that stuff. 25 years ago. No, he wasn't doing this when he had like a good back and good knees. <laughs> This is my fa- like this is surpassed Joker Sting run for me. Yes. Um it's past Main Event Mafia and I liked Main Event Mafia an I awful lot. I like Main Event Mafia as well. Uh there were, I believe there was also the the a run that I thought was really underrated in TNA when I think it was like Sting, Nash, the Pope and Joe and they were constantly telling people for months they're like Bischoff and Hogan are assholes and they looked like heels until Bischoff and Hogan turned and I thought it was brilliant. They're like, we told you guys the whole time. We've been the good guys this whole time, but this has surpassed to me any sting run since like Wolfpack sting. Like, Oh, I, th- you know, for me in terms of enjoyment, I like this a lot more. I, well, I, I mean, I just like new face paint back then. That's what yeah. I was all about. Yeah. Like they, red I mean, and black. Holy shit. I, I did think for a second he was dropping down out of the rafters. I'm I did happy too. They didn't do that. I'm so glad they didn't. The joke I made was I had hoped the great Muda had taken him out backstage <laughs> when he didn't show up originally, so he'd be one of those one of the last six matches there. So because I, I don't think he's going to be. Um, yeah, I, this is the most enjoyable I've I've had of of Sting pretty much. Other than I I I, I, I liked the WWE run up until the match. That match pissed me off so much <laughs> in terms of. You know, Hunter and all his guys coming down there and having that one last jab at WCW. Yeah, he did it. But man, I love <laughs> he does the no sell spot, I think, better than anybody, including the Road Warriors in their prime. Can, can yeah. I say that yeah. and not get killed for it? Um, the, the, the super kick party no sell spot was fantastic. Uh, and I also really loved El Phantasmo in this match. I've seen some of his stuff in Defy, yeah. and he, I want him to be a buck. I do, because he was so great in this match, I thought. I thought this was was a blast as well. Joey Bag of Donuts says, Sting and Billy Gunn should form a tag team and call it the Young Guns. 
I was also reminded uh, during this of the Sting Orange Cassidy thing. Like, I didn't expect that to happen. That was such a fun thing. Like, he seems like he's having a blast right now, and I, and I love it. And they they pick up the win. Oh, we also got Sting hitting the Stinger Splash across all the corners, and then you give Shingo the pinfall there. I yes. think that, but like some goodwill there. There were there were a couple of things here though. I, I mean, also Taz and Shivani just having the time of their life during this match. I mean, Taz invoking Ron Garvin, Shivani yeah. losing it at certain times. Uh, I, I found the WH Park tweet uh, before uh, earlier this morning, or maybe it was yesterday. Very interesting about Hiromo not being on the show and having a case of the "that doesn't work for me, boss" flu. Um, I'll be interested to hear what comes from that because I would have loved Hiromo in this match. Uh, I loved the rub that Sting gave. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jingo. Uh, looked like he forgot what he was supposed to do post-match, but... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, this match was my match of the night. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I loved it. Oh, man, this was a good one. Uh, CM Punk Rock says, could you imagine if someone in 2018 said that we'll see Sting versus El Phantasmo yeah. on a pay-per-view in Chicago in 2022? <laughs> yeah. You're stupid. Shut up. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you to Fargo for the subscription on Twitch. A reminder, guys, um, we are on Twitch right now. And also, thank you to Luis uh, for, for sending me some of the live tweets from the Scrum. Uh, you don't have to copy them into our document. I see them now, brother, but thank you for, for hitting me up with those. Uh, reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. It would greatly help us out. Thunder Rosa defeated Tony Storm. You told me before we went on the air that you were surprised that Tony Storm didn't end up getting the championship. Yeah. Elaborate, please. Uh, I, I, I don't wish to elaborate, Sean. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I was actually a little surprised that this was as clean as it was, though, in terms of the end match stuff. Um, they had a hard road to go. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if this crowd was going to be able to go up to the level. They never quite got to fever pitch, but it was a solid match, I thought. It was a lot cleaner than I thought it would be. I thought maybe they'd tease a little bit of Rosa maybe going heel here, but they didn't. Um, yeah. And I just thought, you know, I also thought it was possibly time to, you know, the first time they brought in Tony Storm, they, 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 they fumbled the ball with her. Quite frankly, she was red hot. Bring her in with the entrance. She had a 50, 50 match. She won. And then, and then they put her in those vignettes with, with Jamie Hader and Britt Baker every week, every, every week, week man. and they were bad. They were bad every week. And it really cooled her off quite a bit. And this was the chance. At, look, 
I, I don't think uh, I don't think she loses much in this too much, but I just thought it might be time to belt her here. Yeah, uh, you know what I and you know we've heard the reports and rumors that Thunder Rosa had been frustrated or unhappy in AEW. I wouldn't yes. say fr- or unhappy is anything I've heard. Uh, frustration, sure. I would imagine that that sandbag right after, thing. I think you know. I mean, depending on who's saying it. And I mean, it seems like they made amends there, and that's good because in that situation you should. Also, if you're trying to sandbag a woman who has trained judo her entire life, I'm going to tell you that <laughs> sandbagging is not going to be effective whatsoever because it just ain't going to work. Good. The luck, only time pal. I the only time I thought that was when they were smacking each other. And if there was any issues right there, it's like, well, we're going to take care of that right now with these smacks in the face. Yeah. And I mean, Rosa trained MMA as well, but I mean, Marina yeah. Shafir trained her whole life yeah. um, to, to do this. CM Punk Rock says, what's the best women's match in AEW history? And why is it Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm? Oh, buddy. Like, listen, I enjoyed this match, but yeah, I, I don't think you're touching Rosa break Baker one. That was something special for me. Like or I thought Rosa was... deep from that pre-show that one. Oh time. yeah. Like, uh, and Rosa, that's the thing. Rosa has been a part of those. And this match was good to me. I thought, mm-hmm. it, I thought it, they worked really well together. It was solid. I yeah. liked it a lot. It just, it was one of those things where the crowd, the crowd needed to come up to their level. I don't think they ever got there. Yeah. And I don't think the crowd was necessarily bad or anything. No, no, but... they weren't, but they weren't excited for it either. DJ page says, love this show. Only complaint was Tanahashi not winning the weird finish to the fatal four way and the dead silent crowd to the women's match. I wouldn't say dead silent. Um, Maybe, maybe relative to everything else. (laughs) Will Ospreay defeated orange Cassidy. So here's a a bit of a scoop ski. I had reported on FightfulSelect.com. It is just $5 a month guys. And some people say, listen, man, I can't because gas is $5 a gallon right now. Stay home. Who cares about a social life? Stay home, $5, FightfulSelect.com. AEW is actively securing the uh, licensing for Jefferson Starship's Jane, which was Orange Cassidy's theme on the indies. This is something that that Tony Khan had tried to do originally, but didn't hear back from Jefferson Starship's people. Well, from what I understand, I guess they got wind of that, and it ended up happening. I don't know the specifics, but... It's not a full clearance. I was told like 95% and they're waiting on that remaining few percent before they can use it and they couldn't use it tonight. And we again, need to this, contact the, uh, the estate of Grace Slick or something. Yeah, and this wasn't something that they put out there or necessarily teased, but when Orange Cassidy posted, well, I've got something new coming too. I've got nosy. It's my job. And I found out and I posted that, but I had people telling me, we don't quite have the clearance completely yet, but they're working on it. They were hoping they could tonight, and unfortunately it didn't happen. But they had such a kick-ass show, I didn't see really anybody complaining about it. No. You a hey, Jefferson man. Starship guy? I love Jane. I had a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. I mean, I, look, it was funny. That you're, Can we get you to sing some of it? Jane, you're playing the game. <laughs> come on let's go dude i love that song uh i I like i like jefferson starship a lot find your way back uh yeah the starship jefferson starship jefferson airplane they're great but it was funny watching you explain i realized god you are that young that you weren't alive when the song came out of course 
Of course. It's a weird it. disco interlude in Jaden that's kind of weird, but other than that, it's a nice hard guitar yeah, rock type from of song. 79, of course yeah. there is. Yeah. Oh, man. I prefer Find Your Way Back, though. I think sure. that's a better song, but you know. Well, Dan says Orange versus Osprey humped Kevin Kelly with the low stinger nobles, the hippon call. What a show. Flat ending, though. Uh, I think this match did hump. I thought that everybody, the people that wrote this match off, come on. Like, have have you watched Orange Cassidy? Have you? This is the thing that happens every time. Like, once a year, people write him off like the guy can't work or can't do something interesting. And I then he does one of those match. people, Sean. What I the hell's wrong with you, Jeff? What's well, wrong with you? You know, another verse of Jane. You owe it to Orange Cassidy. Jane, you owe Jane, Jane, Jane. <laughs> You owe him. No, you owe him. <laughs> How dare you? No, it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, it wasn't the match people want. Nobody wanted to see Osprey versus Orange Cassidy, and then eventually I sold myself into it. So you know, I. I I came to Jesus, Sean. I did. It wasn't uh-huh. like I was just coming into this pay per view and going, "Ah, oh, me." <laughs> what a lot of people on Twitter think I watch. I was like, "Oh man, I hate this stuff. It is stupid. I don't do it." <laughs> no, it was fine. I, I loved this match. It was great. Jr. tapped out halfway through, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, we have CM Punk Rock saying. That may have been the match of the year to date. What's Orange Cassidy's best match ever, and why was it against Billy Goat? Oh, it might be against Stokely Hathaway. Okay, I like have the three. I liked the three way for the title. Yeah, it was it was really good too. Really uh, good but all yeah, the Will Osprey match was right now probably my favorite match as Orange Cassidy. There was some Chikara stuff that was really really amazing, like the hair versus mask match. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, yeah, the, that's, those are the top two. You know, it's Chikara stuff better than I do. So. Yeah. I mean, there, there was some really good stuff as fire ant that was just unbelievable. Revolution 2020 is a good one too. Yeah. Yes. Just yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, Keith below says I was at the show. Amazing crowd really thought for a moment. Cassidy was going to win. Didn't like how the show ended, but looking forward to B a G. Well, they had me sold a couple times, and even then, like I love the beach break as a finish. I love or as a move. I love it. It's incredible. Osprey cycling through his finishers work in in a few ways. There's a whole lot of people that don't necessarily follow New Japan, and they know those as his finishes, <laughs> as opposed to the back elbow, as opposed to the the breaker, whatever the hell it was. I, I can't even remember the think of the name of it off the top of my head. The storm breaker, I think it is. Yes. There you go. But they know the Oz cutter and oh, stuff like that. And they went through all of them and orange Cassie kicked out of them and he is protected in AEW. Uh, and I thought this did nothing to hurt him. His first big match back. And I thought that he delivered incredibly well. He's incredibly protected in AEW. And it's one of those weird things where you forget that he's pretty much the guy in between top tier and mid tier. Yes, he he's is. that guy. And and for for that gimmick, that that's amazing. I mean that that's a testament unto itself. Uh, guys, so far, just so you know, there's been Okada, John Moxley, and Jay White at the media scrum. Tony Khan now sits in uh, with everybody on those. So any pertinent notes, we will pass along to you. Jay White was unpleasant and in character, uh, and Tony well, Khan can he made- slap him too because I'm hoping for that. You know. Tony Khan said, and they say that I'm erratic at these things. 
which was uh, a nice line there. But we had uh, Will Osprey winning, and then he and his cronies lay a beat down on Orange Cassidy. And this leads to Rapongi Vice coming out, but it leads to Katsuyori Shibata coming out. And he was ready to whip some ass. The, okay, so every, uh, I don't want to say everybody, people expected Kenny Omega largely because of him and his comment that Will Ospreay does a lot of great moves and has like 20 forgettable five-star matches. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody was disappointed by Shibata though, because I don't think anybody expected Shibata. By the way, love the Max Caster line about Shibata earlier in the night, but this was awesome. However, I think Shibata was going rogue and trying to conjure Orange Cassidy into a strike battle, like the light strike battle. Okay. I think that's why he called him back in the ring. I oh. think he was getting him to face off and that they were going to do the little kick, kick, light punch. Cause with Shibata, that is high art comedy right there. Yeah. Like that is amazing stuff. Even if he did like a little light headbutt to make, to, to, as a wink and a nod to that. Okay. He wanted to throw. He wanted to. I, I could I could I could go with that. And I think that's part of the reason why Excalibur uh reacted to the visual yes. as he did. And I think okay, that, that gives me a little bit more insight then. That's what I think was was happening. I think that Shibata and it's so funny because people who don't watch New Japan or their performers think, oh, just nonstop serious wrestling. No, 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 They get the sports entertainment aspect of this too. And if they're familiar with Orange Cassidy, he is aware of how, how much that would, would pop everybody. But the sunglasses was good. The little thumbs up was good. This was fun. Shibata is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. CM Punk Rock says, Shibata, Shibata, greatest pay-per-view. It, it's almost like they want to... <laughs> You, what you were saying about Shibata is almost the opposite is true for Orange Cassidy. It's almost like they make him too serious in these matches where he might win. And then, oh yeah, we got to bring him back to the lighthearted, funny Orange Cassidy again. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. You have Ken Shiro saying, even being cursed as hell, this was the show of the year so far to me. Shibata showing up made me produce noise so unholy it scared my dog. Jeff, as this show rolled on the pay-per-view, I was like, man, yeah, they're missing a lot of people, but Oh yeah, they got an entire company's stars applied to this as well. You've got Shibata popping up. You've got uh, Okada. You've got Tanahashi. So that really made up for this, and really, I think it really bought AEW some time. Well, for me at least, it it also gave a nice respite. No offense to the women's match from the multi-person and multi-team matches, which I just thought after a while just kind of became a bit of a blur after a while. I like having a one-on-one match here or one team versus one team type of thing. So it was a nice, it was a nice little oasis there too. James O'Rourke says, man, things sure are cheaper in Lithuania. Oh, especially with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. James (laughs) O'Rourke says a little thing, but I'm glad the black trench coat is back. Thanks Fightful for all you do. Hey, buddy, we just talk about wrestling. Ain't hard to do what we do, but uh, we love doing it with you guys. And we love doing it on FightfulSelect.com today. And I want to thank those of you on Select that were cognizant of those that wanted to avoid spoilers. But uh, we had reported that 
promo material for Blood and Guts had been produced for Claudio Castagnoli, uh, the former Cesaro. We had reported yesterday that he had been training at Flatbacks as well. And Claudio showed up. And what a friggin' pop that guy got. Um, CM Punk Rock says, I have no idea how Cesaro, and then it just cut off. But how did this feel to you for like as the the fill-in as the replacement because i know there are plenty of people who only know wrestling over the last 10 years that do not understand that much of the work that he put in in the 2000s paved the way specifically for what we are seeing now with aew it paved the way for that style and for a whole generation of sports entertainers to be like well we kind of miss what we did we kind of missed that i thought this was awesome yeah, no, the, the, the debut was fantastic in terms of the pop. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, look, everybody liked this guy except Vince McMahon. Yeah. I mean, John Cena's like, I love Cesaro. I love working out with him. He, he's a freak. He, he's Becky, the tweeted a, there. Becky tweeted a screenshot of the AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just, I love the, I love the uh, Kings of Wrestling tag team. From, from back before that time. Yeah. And I mean, he was a mainstay at, at PWG before it became PWG for the most part. I mean, he's, they, he's, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, that, that ROH tag division with world's greatest tag team and mm-hmm. the Briscoes and the Kings mm-hmm. of wrestling. Yes. And that's what got me into ring of honor, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's what got me into ring of honor. I flipped around. I saw it. I was like, I'm going to check this out again. And, um, it, it made me, it reignited my love for tag team wrestling as well. So, I'm so happy to see this. Uh, their match is what you knew that their match was going to be. It was going to be physical, gritty. It was going to combine a lot of technical wrestling with a lot of modern day spots and going over the top rope and whatnot. Did that do it for you? Um, I'm not the world's biggest Zack Sabre Jr. fan, but I sure. like him a lot. Um, I, I, think I always compare his style. Like when I watched Anderson Silva fight, it made me want to get in the gym and train. And when I watch Anderson or when I watch Zack Sabre Jr. chain stuff together, it makes me want to go to the gym and learn, train, transmit transitions and submissions and stuff. I don't know that I necessarily am over the moon all the time about watching it, but performing it is is another thing. And I feel like this was more about the moment than the match. That's I feel yes. like the moment outshined the match. No, and I, I would agree there. I was shocked as hell. That there was no interference and there was no screw job here, and that yeah. Cesaro won clean or uh, Claudio won clean. Uh, sorry for referring to that. Uh, I think Zack Saber Jr. started to come into his own though a little bit as a heel because when I watched yeah. him, he was a baby face in PWG. I got to watch him up close, and his offense to me was always and uh, this is true also of like the Evolve shows during WrestleMania weekend and things. I, I always described his offense as kind of Bugs Bunny offense, like he'd tie a guy up. And he'd be cracking jokes there as opposed to trying to win the match type of thing. I'm like, this is not what a baby face should be doing. This is what a heel should be doing. I, I think he's become a very good heel. And uh, I, I thought this match lived up to the moment. And it was it was solid, but it was also the, the match nobody wanted to see. Everybody wanted to see Danielson and, and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. here. Um, and that's why it was very interesting that Cesaro won. But I think there's... I'm going to do that all night, aren't I? Claudio won. But I think it's going to be one of those things where you say, hey, 
I the 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 next match is not going to be until the Forbidden Door between Zack Saber Jr. and 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 Brian Danielson if it happens. Yeah. So you, so there's a whole year to cool it off and also to say, hey, I prepared for you, but I got him. Now I want you, and everybody will forgive it. And here we go because there were a lot of people complaining about. Well, I can't believe they beat him here. And how how are they going to build up a match with Danielson? Oh, it's very easy. Time heals all wounds. You just yep. wait a year. Uh, Claudio is up at the scrum right now. We will have notes for you guys. James Boris says, whatever you want to say about Tony and AEW, this was a, sp a special night. Holy suit Cesaro. And Brent Lockman says the little smile from Claudio when some of the crowd reacted to the Ricola bomb. Beautiful. I love a good power bomb finish. Uh, I have to bring up a comment on here because they, they, they were after sure. Go ahead. Jeff, Jeff said seven years ago on shake them ropes that Zack Sabre jr. Didn't sell. He just waited for the next spot. I literally couldn't unsee that for three years when he started selling. You're right. Very too. true. You're right. Very true. He sells much better now. And I take full credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Claudio being brought in, he says, or Tony Khan said that on June 2nd, he called Claudio and they, he expressed interest. They had expressed mutual interest. Now this was after Brian Danielson's injury mm -hmm. and they, they, it became clear that maybe you're going to need some, some replacements for him. And Brian Danielson talked to Tony Khan on the phone last weekend and told him he wasn't feeling a hundred percent. As soon as he said that, they're eight days from a pay-per-view, and he says, if you're not feeling 100%, you're not wrestling at the pay-per-view. You're not doing that, and good on Tony Khan for, for that. Uh, that being said, there were definitely some people on this show that were not 100% that wrestled on this show. Yes. But um, Brian Danielson wanted Claudio to fill in for him, and he's like, well, that's funny. I've got him under contract, so you're lucky. And he had already signed Claudio by the time that that, that came around. I can tell you that, that I've since heard that Claudio had been training in the ring for, for several weeks in Orlando, which is great. But they thought that it might be like Ring of Honor where they brought Claudio back at, which would have been very cool as well. Would have been a great moment. But getting him I, in helps a lot. But do you think that I'm not I'm not acting like the spot that Keith Lee is in is a bad thing right now. Everybody can't be at the top, but. Do you think that it's going to be that same type of situation where it's like, oh, well, it fizzles out after a few weeks? I think it depends because there's that added layer of the drama with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And if they play into that for TV and for an angle, which it looks like they're going to do, I don't think he cools off as quickly as Keith Lee because what they did with Keith Lee was they signed him, they brought him out, and then they immediately stuck him on Rampage. Yeah. You know, same with Swerve. Oh, look, here's the, here's our big new signing. He'll be on Rampage on Friday as opposed to the big show on Dynamite type yeah. of thing. I don't think they're going to make that mistake with him here. Um, I do think after Danielson comes back, he probably gets lost in the shuffle of the BCC, though, because the, the goal here, Moxley and Danielson are the stars. Yuta's the guy you're building up. He seems like a fourth wheel. Literally. And um, I think they're they're leading to a Claudio Eddie Kingston match because I mean I I you know they they work yeah. the angle on social media a lot. I asked Eddie Kingston some goofy question about lunch, and he said if he ever had a salad with Claudio, he'd stab him in the face with a fork. <laughs> uh Claudio says that he feels like a kid in a candy store in AEW and it fits and he's happy. 
Eddie, what's your favorite like beverage? I like Coca-Cola and I would slit Claudio's throat if exactly. I ever saw it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're still going to have some notes for, uh, from, from this scrum, obviously, but it's good to see him here. He is a fit there. Not only that, he's going to help the, the future generations as well. All Elite Dan says, didn't like the camera being on the fans and not being able to see what they were seeing during the first part of Claudio's entrance. I agree. This happened multiple times yes. throughout the night. This was Kevin Dunn-esque bullshit. No, this we'll, is get, the- we'll get to a missed shot later that was huge that they, they needed to do. Um, but I will bring up one thing. I loved that he that uh, Claudio addressed the cameraman rumor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he goes and stands next to the guy that everybody was accusing of being him. And goes, yes. Oh, see, we're about the same height. But, yeah, they missed the, on that big time. Yes, very like, much so. Go opposite. If you... There are so many companies, Jeff, and I hate what they do. They go opposite video screen nonstop. Mm-hmm. They, the hard cam is the video screen. And when I would ask ROH, why do you do that? And they're like, well, we spent a lot of money on those video screens. And I'm like, well, what about the fans that spent money to be there that you want to see cheer? Oh, wait, nobody makes any noise there. Yeah, I'm not looking for their perspective. I don't care about people who paid to be there cheering. I don't want to watch them. I want to watch the actual show. And this was the only, the the one parallel. I I just, I don't want to. AJ AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I don't want him to. I don't want them to hard cam the video screens. I hate yeah. that. Like, yeah. let me see the audience then, but I don't need their up close facial reaction. I don't need the whoa face. I, type of I constantly refer to Maven and Undertaker that elimination. There weren't any up close crowd cuts. You could see the looks on Maven and Undertaker's faces. You could see the disbelief on the crowd. You could see people putting their hands on their head from behind. Like, you didn't need to have it beat over your head. Yeah, when Brock when Brock beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. Now I liked. Don't get me wrong. I liked one at least a couple of those shots. But it's like, let's let's bring it back here and let let it linger a bit, okay, guys? Yes, guys, get your super chats and humper chats in. I would greatly appreciate it if you did. Also, all elite Dan says sucks that Cole got injured and that drunk fan. Oh, there were two of them. Outside of that, <laughs> a joy to watch. Had so much. Fun. Well, Jay White retained the IWGP championship. James O'Rourke says, I really thought Okada was going to win. I did think that that was going to happen. I, I thought that there was a possibility they switched it back, but they didn't. The finish was awkward. And Adam Cole ain't doing so hot from what I understand. I, uh, JN says, is he legit hurt? Uh, Patrick Flanagan says he looks injured. Hope he's okay. He had, I, I had heard rumblings that he had a concussion around double or nothing or after. His shoulder is K-taped to the hilt right now. That man is held together by K-tape right now. Oh, yeah. Torn labrum that he's been working with while dipshits on the internet are talking about, this. he ain't a body guy. He ain't a body guy. <clears throat> Buddy, I would love to see you function with a torn labrum, much That's less. Booker T. That's pretty awesome. No, that isn't. But um, <laughs> just just trolls on the internet. I don't listen to. Yeah, no, no, I don't respect it. No. But um, guy's been working through some shit, and it's obvious. And I thought that he was going to get taken out early in this match. That's what I thought was going to happen. Okay. And that didn't happen. And in AEW New Japan's position, like you don't want Hangman or 
Okada taking a pin here. You don't. But man, the way that that went, that ended with the mist rainmaker and then the blade runner hitting on Okada and then you pin him and he tried to kick out too. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if switchblade said you're staying down brother, but listen, if switchblade did do that and he got him the fuck out of there, good on switchblade. I'll just say that awkward finish doesn't matter as, as far as it relates to keeping somebody safe in the ring, but that was rough. Yeah, there was a little bit of this. I thought there was a chance that they might belt Paige here, and then they'd belt Tanahashi as kind of a quid pro quo yeah. for the for the uh, for the two things. Uh, match. Look, the match everybody wanted was Okada and Paige. So even with White and Cole in this, it was a match that we didn't really want. It was still very very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I I thought the communication was breaking down between Cole and Okada in there. And I thought there was supposed to probably be, um, well, let me tell you, I'm glad that fucking rainmaker didn't hit. Yeah. Well, I thought there was supposed to be a knee in there too. And I think, I think Okada just didn't understand the spot. So they went back to another, uh, another clothesline there. Uh, we also didn't need Jr. bringing up that. He felt that the finish was flat. I thought that was, man, he, he needs to stop that, uh, real quick. Yeah, towards yeah, the end, that was that was very awkward. Like you saying on the air, well, that's anticlimactic. Yeah, well, now it's even more anticlimactic. Yeah, you just lot, brought yeah. it up. Yeah, uh, so, no, you cover for it. His so job J- is to yes. cover for yes. it. Yes, yes. So that's such bullshit. Was, yes, if Jay White was trying to say that thing, <laughs> Jr. just goes, "Hey, that looked like they changed the finish right there." Oh, <clears throat> don't do that. Um. Yeah, I think there. I think there were all communication problems with Okada because of the language barrier. I gotta be honest with you. That's what it felt like to me, and that's why I think this fell flat a little bit. And as well, Cole. I mean, Cole's too injured to be in this match. To be honest with you, I yeah, think he just I, needs to be resting. When I heard that he got that concussion like about a month ago, and he's dealing with the shoulder thing, I was like, okay, well they'll, they'll take him out of this match. Like he'll get attacked early on or something like that. They'll swerve, like make it have some minimal contact. Uh, listen, the guts on that uh, that that guy has is yeah. incredible. Like that, and not only that, like when people say the type of goofy shit they say about him, you can't find a better human being in wrestling, legitimately, than Adam Cole. And he's, you know, why he's doing this? He's doing this because he's a team player, and everybody's out. And he's like, well, shit, if I'm out too. What does that do? And it, it's rough, man. It, it's rough. Uh, Ready Set Mech says, okay, the pay-per-view was amazing despite the injury that have occurred. OC Osprey was a ma- was magic. The four-way match was off, but I hope Cole is okay. <sighs> Me too, man. Because I love watching Adam this, Cole work. The post-match of this, they, 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 it's funny because they, they're doing an angle and the camera misses it as yeah. we were discussing earlier, because they're doing the whole thing where the Bucks want to help Adam Page up, and they, they caught the, the tail end of it, and Kyle cuts him off, but it was one of those things where I thought they were supposed to show it more as opposed to just show it in passing a bit, and instead they were just kind of going over the entire Adam Cole thing, getting held to the back, and I was just like, oh, okay, guys, you're missing the angle. You're missing the whole reason the Bucks and Kyle O'Reilly came out. Yeah. And yeah, I just it was it was a mess, and uh, I think it uh, yeah it really dampened what was what was a pretty good match. To be honest with you, listen, I just got to put this up on the the big screen here. 
this. JJ Williams posted this. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Tony's face on there is just like, oh my god, you saved my life. I can't believe you came in. Fucking Adam got hurt too. Thank God you're here. I needed this. Oh, poor you guy. You never get hurt. Yeah. They crush okay. your jaw and you're back the next week. You're so Dang. great. His teeth shoved up through his brain. Oh, Doesn't matter. I was at that show. Oh, that man. Survivor Series out here in L.A. And that was just brutal, man. Action says, I really thought after Jay White hit the ring and everyone was ready for the bell, we were going to hear Battle Cry and Kenny was going to join commentary. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. That's a bummer. But you know what you can get? Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful Jeff. That AG1, let me tell you, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. You don't want to be eating one of those tablets that pass right through your system. And one scoop of AG1 has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. It fills the nutritional gaps in your diet, supports energy and focus, aids with gut health and digestion. It's fantastic stuff. Replaces uh, multiple pills and products with one healthy drink. One of my favorite things about AG1 is over the last 10 years, they have changed the formula 53 times and counting. So that's once every few months they adapt with science. So you're never just sticking with what was around back in like 2010. But it's been around for quite a while, so you know it's good stuff. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. I'll be taking mine to Vegas next week, mine to Nashville next month. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Take control of your health. Give AG1 a try. Get those dairy-free probiotics, the adaptogens, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the superfood complexes, and the digestive enzymes. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Yes. Got some super chats coming in. In Simmons says with Cole injured. I hope they give Kyle a little push because he's definitely a go-to guy. He is also injured. Yep. <laughs> ah. I have people asking me, is Tony, is, is Tony forcing them to do too much? I'm like, no, they're choosing to do too much. Yeah. Sometimes the talent doesn't need protected from themselves because ultimately they're they're tough people. James says fantasy booking here. Young Bucks win the Impact World Tag Titles and face FTR at All Out for all the gold. I would love it. Sure, I, I would love that approach. Have the Young Bucks pop back up there and uh, be like, "We are the best team in Bullet Club." Yada yada. Blah blah blah. Do one of those. Bring out FTR as double Ultimo Dragons with all the all the. I would love it, man. They, yes, I'm here for that. They deserve it right now. They deserve it right now. <clears throat> well, we got the main event. Miro says Denise started riots during the main event. My niece's first AEW event, and she's a fan. Great crowd. I'm glad that she enjoyed it, and uh, sorry to hear Denise was there. But we had John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi. This did get derailed a little bit because of because a fan trying Trump, to fight. Yeah. And like there was another fan that tried to grab a female photographer and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Like the beer had kicked in by that point. <laughs> I was on number 12. That, that it did. And um the match was 
you know, I, I thought it was pretty good, pretty solid. I love the finish. I love just Moxley brutalizing Tanahashi with elbows, then, then being like, all right, here we go. Okay, you liked the finish. I I didn't only because it was like the kick out of one, and then Tanahashi did nothing. It was like everything yeah. I did expanded from that <laughs> one count, and then it's like okay, choke this, this, this. He's out. So that's what I liked. That's okay. I I love that. Okay, Mox was like, "You're gonna kick out at one, are you? <laughs> well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see <laughs> if you can kick out by three. And Eloquent says, "Surprise, no CM Punk appearance or on commentary." Me too. I think it would have been good to just hit the music. Have him come out, have him wave, and have him do commentary. I think that would have been would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> would have had him replace Jr. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, but but then there would have been what six people in the booth. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a few too many. I think um, the match itself. How did you feel? How it went? Someone on Twitter put this perfectly, and I I, I didn't think about it until after the match because I'm just like, okay, this is this is good. It's not. Bowl him over, but it's great. But it's like, yeah, leave it to Tanahashi to do only four moves and still pull a four and a half star match out of his ass. <laughs> He's only like doing, you know, half speed and stuff. It looked like Tanahashi was having problems climbing the top, steadying himself on the turnbuckles to do dives. Um, I missed how the blood happened. Was that actual hard way or was that him? It blade? looked like a blade to me. It was unearned. Yeah, it, it yeah. It looked like a blade because he went to ringside and then he yeah. popped up and then bam, there it is right yeah. on the blood, forehead. He was unearned. It didn't feel like a blood feud. Don't don't. Do, and especially because he has to bleed all Wednesday. I'm sure Moxley felt like it was because he had done the hunting Tanahashi thing for, for so long, but, but there was no offense from Tanahashi that, that, that precluded him getting blood. That's yeah. the whole thing. I mean, it's like, okay. If Tanahashi was punching him in the skull. Sure. sure. But you know he's doing high fly flows. <laughs> what are you doing? Waiting on that. C. Romero says, "Was it both of Mox's AW title wins in Chicago? He's been my dude ever since he said nope to Cole when he asked if the Shield worked for CM Punk. Now he just has to beat Punk at a later date. Oh, there's there's some lore to add to that as well. Like I love that. Like that that Punk was supposed to lead the Shield at one yeah. point because they will reference that for sure." And Chris Hero was supposed to be in it originally. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, well, then we got something real weird. And it was it was promoting Wednesday. I get it. You got to promote Wednesday. But and and if this would have been the close of the show without debuting Claudio no, earlier. No, Sean, I it, it was weird. It was weird. And we can say it was weird because we, we plugged a blood oh, and think- guts match with a big spin. Yeah, I think it's weird, but if Claudio had not debuted earlier in the night, I'd be like, all right, okay, he he debuted here. But he didn't debut here. Right, they kind of re-debuted him. It was Gang Wars, yes. and, and for so long, Gang Wars was like the lazy thing for me. Ray says, Wait, what a way to ruin a pay-per-view. Wrong guy won the main event, ending the show with Yas coming down to attack Moxley. Totally wrong finish. Ruin? You could have just stopped watching and it would have been like this is this is exists on an island of its I own Jeff. did because he was he was doing the point thing i was like okay that's the end of the match good night everybody and then all of a sudden <laughs> the rundown uh somebody asked if if uh if uh this is his, that they he said it was a read the steed he said something like uh this is his first time seeing tanahashi is he always a little bit off like this i go 
Uh, no, it, he's older. It's jet lag, and he's in. He's dealing with some injuries. Yeah. So it looked like when he was isn't he dealing at, with some injuries? Well, no, but that's true. But it looked like he was about half speed. Yeah, tonight. But yeah, I, like for somebody saying it ruined the show. I mean, legitimately, if you turned the show off after Mox hit the pin, you missed nothing. Right. You could have just completely just lopped that off, and it would have been fine. Bake 5 says it wasn't needed at all. Black Gold says, I got to know what's up with Eddie and Claudio. Why was Eddie so enraged? Eddie hates Claudio. That's why. Yeah. Cla yes. Everybody loves Claudio except Eddie. Eddie mm. hates Claudio. Why? I don't know. He just does. And that's always been the lore. That's always been the case. They hate each other. And Brian Danielson doesn't like Eddie Kingston either. So him replacing himself, not not with the greatest technical wrestler in the world with the guy that Eddie Kingston hates it's more than him. Man. That's the key. That's yeah. the only part about this that really mattered to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's, uh, yeah. And, and you say they hate each other. No, it's just that Eddie hates Claudio. Yes. I like Claudio yeah, I hates Eddie all yes. that much. It's just like, you know, you ever walk in a room, you just had that guy get angry. What? <laughs> what yes. What'd I do? Yeah, that kind of thing. That, that's that's the relationship there, and it's fine. It's just weird. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have two rings and a cage over them, and we sold it with a big spin. Brent says Kingston is so accidentally hitting Claudia with something large oh, and yes. heavy on Wednesday. Yes. yes, they're unscrewing that ring, and he's accidentally hitting him with it. I can I can already see it now. I'm pumped for it. I can't wait for it. Ryan says, wasn't a fan of how the show ended. I get having to promote blood and guts, but not sure it was needed to end this show. Hope Cola's okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, where else would you have put it to make sense in this? I I mean, honestly, kind of feel like it could have happened before this match. It could have been the lead in yeah. for this match as, as opposed. And Ray says, I couldn't turn it off. I was at the show. Well, you could have left. Well, well, what, kind of, what, what, what needed to Beat happen was traffic, Ray. <laughs> always leave early. Ale theory. Always leave early. No, no. What they should have done is he should have. They should have had everybody fighting around the arena, and Tanahashi and Moxley just kind of staring at each other. Yeah, tired and exhausted while this was all happening. It would have been great. Oh man, uh, Lucho says, "Hey guys, what a night for pro wrestling! Insane. What do you guys or where do you guys see Claudio and Eddie's thing going?" Lots of thanks for work covering up everything uh, from Argentina. Well, uh, I think it's going to lead to a match at All Out. And if not at All Out, a big dynamite match ahead yeah. of that. Headlining a dynamite somewhere, possibly. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I am, I'm looking forward to Blown Guts because if it's anything like Anarchy in the Arena, it's going to be spectacular and it's going to be bloody and I'm going to love mm. it. Uh, I, I do love this storyline of so Eddie Kingston has like a bunch of people that are just pissed off at him and they keep on coming yep. to the company. I love it, man. Everybody hates Eddie. That's going to be the name of the next thing. Uh, by the way, guys, we're getting some, some notes in from the scrum FTR that they're getting a lot of people in there. Uh, but FTR say they're going to defend their titles internationally and uh, they want to solidify their names throughout the world as well. Uh, I mean, man, good for good for them to get that and take one step further because this is the closest we've had to something like this 
all-encompassing unification of tag titles outside of WWE. Also, Thunder Rosa appeared to the scrum, talked about Jade Cargill briefly, uh, says that she's going to be visiting uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Uh, she's going to be uh, doing some stuff in AAA as well. So that's good to hear. But uh, Ready Set Mech says, with all the dust settled, I'm hooked for blood and guts. Sorry for being a broken record, but I'm hyped to see it as my first event live. Love you guys. Keep kicking ass. I mean, uh, that's going to be a fun show for you to go to. AEW is a fun experience. And <laughs> I'm, I'm also, just trying to think. I'm trying to think of international tag teams. I want to see FTR face. I think you know, Dangerous yeah. Techers is on the list. Yeah. Uh, Aussie Open wouldn't be a bad match. I think. As yeah, well. we've got. Uh, we've also got a note that Cash apparently watches Grapsity. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Grapsity is a very popular show among talent specifically. And uh, we have some AEW people watching right now. Oh, no. Right now. But I apologize. <laughs> guys, we, we have a, a concurrent stream running right now in Fightful Select. Go over there. Subscribe. It would mean an awful lot. It's not just breaking news. We have uh, shows all week long on Fightful Select, post-Raw, post-Smackdown, shows from Alex Pawlowski. I have a Q&A every week or a Reckless Speculation podcast. We do a backstage report that uh, recaps and adds onto the stories that we've broken or additional details on other uh, things that we have exclusively. We have figure hall and card hall. We've got coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Rob's just been dropping all kinds of shows over there. I gave him the green light to do uh, preview shows and other review shows. And we've got the weekender. What did you just scoff at, Jeff? Oh, King of the North, who just loves me. He says, sorry, oh. AEW people have to see Jeff Hawkins. Oh, is this a shoot? Uh, probably. I don't know. Is this a shoot? I can never tell if it's a joke with him or not. <laughs> to be honest with you. Is this you. a shoot, man? Mm -hmm. It's not cool. It's not cool, King of the North. Nah, he's fine. It's not very people royal behavior. Their, people can have their not opinion. Very, not very royal behavior, King of the North. <laughs> I like him. He's nice to me. Oh, yeah. Either way, let the people know where they can find you, except for him. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Sean asked me how I was doing, and I kind of uh, half said hello. So uh, I'm going to give you all some news, a little scoop. Uh, I okay. go into surgery for a tumor in my bladder on uh, oh, July shit. 7th. So uh, I look, I don't know how it's going to go. Things happen. Uh, I appreciate all the support from Fightful over the years, and you guys have been great. Uh up until then, you can find me at Shake Them Ropes uh, on the Voices of Wrestling Network. Uh, Chris Novembrino and I giving kind of a lighthearted slash snarky look at all the news in stateside wrestling, uh, both uh, WWE and AEW, a lot of there. Also on Wednesdays after Dynamite, I do the Dynamite show over on Fight Game Media with Paul Ace Fontaine over there. And uh, I'm, on the, uh, I'm on the bench here. I'm the sixth man for uh, <laughs> Fightful when, whenever they need somebody. Uh, I'm in there, but uh, yeah. So, so there's been a lot of heavy stuff on my mind. This was a great, great discussion or uh, diversion from that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I hope to be talking to you uh, after the second week of July. <laughs> I hope so as well. Uh, <laughs> heal up soon, obviously. Best of yeah. luck and sending our love to you. And yeah, man, I wish I could make <laughs> a joke, but I'd feel. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel bad no, about no, no, it right no. now. Yeah, well, don't feel bad about it. I mean, it, I'll tell you all about the process if you want. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll do a special. <laughs> Guys, send Jeff some love. Until next time, we're out. Night.